lovely. Ah, lovely. Super duper. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Andrew Jenkins here, and this is a short countdown timer to help the various live feeds catch up and settle down, folks. And we can't wait for today's groovy show, folks. We're, we're going to be switching things around today, and uh, as our hangout guest is the most fabulous and encouraging and wise woman, Rebecca Jenkins. And uh, that's no relation. We've got, we've got three Jenkinses on today, so <laughs> quite amazing. And uh, yeah, uh, Rebecca is a revenue accelerator expert and founder of Argen, and she'll be interviewing me. Yay, we can't wait. And um, it's all about how and why expanding your authentic power really matters for today's leaders. That's where we're heading today. So give us a wave, Rebecca, a quick hello. 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 There we go. Fantastic. And we've got Mrs. Moderator herself, Sarah Jenkins, FD of PDX Consulting. Give us a quick, quick hello, Sarah. Morning. Looking Morning. forward to it today. Likewise. And we've got Tilly's going in the background. Hopefully, I can't see the comments coming up yet, but hopefully, we'll be coming up shortly. Let's just see if we're live on LinkedIn. Yes, we are. There we go. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, we've got loads of people on already. So put some comments in the feed for us, folks, so we know that we're the comments are coming through. Oh, thank God for that. There they go. Fantastic. So there we go. We've got Tilly's going in the background, Marketing CX, just in cases the comments don't come through our end. And um, yeah, here we go. Here's our trailer. Fantastic. So, oi oi people and hi gang, it's Leaders Live Showtime, folks. And uh, yeah, good morning to a few people that are already logging on. We'll go on to that in a moment. So please let us know you're here um, and on parade, as it were. And uh, yeah, so we're live, live, live with Leaders Live today, spreading the love, folks, spreading the love. Yabba tabba do. And I hope you enjoyed the groovy opener intro as well, gang. And uh, we're delighted that we are being powered by sponsor brand and design agency Ghost. We'll talk a little bit more about them a little bit later in the show. And oh, please let us know if our audio is coming through OK, too. And uh, yeah, so there we go. So if you're new to Leaders Live, um, a warm welcome to you. And Leaders Live is a dynamic weekly talk show that generates business through networking, through community and extraordinary conversations that inspire folks. And as I mentioned in the countdown, I'm Andrew Jenkins and I host this interactive weekly Leaders Live show that's built an awesome community of like-minded leaders. So there we are. And uh, yeah, please don't be shy. Um, we'd love, love, love you to introduce yourself this morning and um, and uh, join in, interact with the comments, chat, ask questions as we go along. That's how we roll. And we've only got three simple rules to remember. It's a safe community. We have mutual respect and please no selling in the room. And our motto is I to the power of we. And uh, yeah, a really easy way that you can um, support us in this show, folks, this free show and all the effort that we put in um, is you can buy me a coffee. It's a bit of fun and it's called buymeacoffee.com backslash leaders live. You buy me five, you get half an hour free coaching session. What's not to like about that? And it kind of looks a bit like this. It's a bit of fun. But um, and thank you to Kieran for buying me a coffee last week. There we go. Fantastic. That's what it looks like. So brilliant. Um, so, yeah, the links it will be in the feed for that. So smash those likes as well, folks, please. Um, really appreciate that. That keeps us motivated as we go. I love that little bell. And uh, now this talk show enables us, you, know, you to listen to great content, but there's so much more value if you subscribe to our email list because you get leadership skills, teaching and value to equip you to lead well and freebies and updates and all sorts of things. So that's uh, that's that. And uh, to make it real simple, we've got a simple um, link tree URL, which will be in the feed and uh, that'll be popped in soon, uh, very shortly. And so if you put it all together, what do you got? Yeah, you got it. Bibbidi bobbidi, bibbidi bobbidi boo. There we are. So today, um, we're going to do something very different today. We are, um, let me just bring up um, our Rebecca Jenkins. How are you doing, Rebecca? Hi, Andrew. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to do something slightly different today. We are going to be, Rebecca's going to be interviewing me today. So we're going to do a switch where we're going to switch windows. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for this. So let's just switch windows right now. So we're going to go, the switch is here. Ta da so Rebecca's in the hot seat. There we go. She's doing the interviewing today. And uh, yeah, so welcome to be the host, Rebecca. Oh, thank you, Andrew. You are such a brilliant host. And I, 
if I can do half a job as good as you, I'll be, uh, I'll be quite pleased. <laughs> I feel the pressure this morning, you know. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Hopefully no pressure anyway. So we've got lots of people on live as well, but no pressure. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Okay, Brilliant. good. Should we crack on? Well, sure, we'll crack on, crack on, Rebecca. Shall we crack yeah. on? Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Andrew, you haven't said this morning that this mm. is your 96th show. Oh, I have. Yeah. Do you know what, folks? This is our 96th show. Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that just, amazing? I think that deserves a... Maybe one of these. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And yeah. we've been doing it consistently every yeah. every week for since 2021. Is that right? Yeah, May 2021. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Rebecca, that's so absolutely brilliant. spot on. Yeah. So, like, lots of people will know you because you have this show, and everybody turns up, and we all really enjoy it, and we all get so much benefit from it. Yeah. But today, we're going to turn the tables and chat about you and get to know you Ooh, a little bit more. Yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to this. So, everybody, get your questions at the ready to uh, to start asking the questions you'd like to ask Andrew. But Andrew, I've got to know you through LinkedIn. Yeah. What a powerful platform this is for networking and getting to know people and to build amazing relationships. Mm. And it's been really wonderful to, to kind of get to know you and understand a little bit more about you. And for this show, we've had a, a bit of preparation and I know you've got some amazing things to share mm -hmm. and you've got some great things to be sharing at the end as well, haven't you? Some real uh, fantastic opportunities for people coming up at the end so stay with us and look and look forward to that so we're going to be focusing on today about being your authentic self the power of being your authentic self how and why expanding your authentic power matters so andrew please give us the sort of direction that we're going in of course and also tell us you know a bit more about today's theme that we're we're delving into okay so this is um it's an interesting theme um and it's a very popular theme and it's a, a theme that i wrote all about um in um my first book which is you are more than you think the return to your authentic self where i really explored this topic in quite some detail and um it's really interesting because we can set goals and we can set intentions and what's the difference and that's what we're looking at today we're looking at a more a kind of a more intuitive journey and a more intuitive approach to um to run our lives really um rather than you know just goal setting I, you know I, I get goal setting but there's something different about intentions and how they how do we how do we access our authentic self um to get to those intentions and why does it matter um, particularly in leadership today is what we're exploring today and i think it's actually a really relevant topic for leaders uh, in today's world because we have to show up as our whole selves today it's not about what you do as a leader it's about who you are and how you show up so this whole theme about authenticity around um and, and um our authentic power it, it really matters i believe rebecca so that's what we're that's where we're going today yeah that's that great. we we hear so much about being our authentic selves and we're going to explore yeah. that what does it really mean and all of that later on but yeah, first of all mean, how to get there you know these yeah. they're, they're tough subjects okay. but you know well it's a journey it's a journey yeah and it's the word that's used so much these days isn't it yeah. it probably has different meanings for different people but we're going to really sort of unpack that and take a good look at it and see how <laughs> we can be our most authentic selves yeah get Particularly under the we're living, yeah we're in a very chaotic and busy time aren't we so how do we actually achieve this how do we do this and this is what we're going to be going into it's gonna be a lot of fun hearing your perspectives and views on this thank you so let's just have a recap on last week's session because you had john atrigin mm, and he talked about his book biggest blunders and bloody good ideas <laughs> i think was, was, was the title well of his job. book yeah and he was telling us about the importance of bhags so a bhag is a big hairy audacious goal and he was saying that we should have those to really inspire us and motivate us. So we'd like to kick off here and ask all of you lovely audience, do you have BHAGs? And have you written some since uh, last week's show? So did you take some action? Did you write out your BHAGs? Do you already have them? And our question to you is, how do they make you feel? Do they excite you? Do they motivate you? 
say even scare you a little bit. Maybe you think, oh my goodness, I've got these amazing goals, but I have no idea how I'm actually going to achieve them. <laughs> yeah. So that's the question. Did you, have you got BHAGs and how do they make you feel? Have you got those big, hairy, audacious goals? So let's have your responses to those. Be great to get your feedback on that. And uh, tell us in the chats whether you have those or not and how they make you feel. Yeah, don't be shy, folks. Just use the chat function. That's great. And uh, there's a bit of a delay in the feed, isn't there, Rebecca? So Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Let's bring in Mrs. Moderator, Sarah. Hi, Sarah, join us. Good morning. Oh, let's do the good morning. Good morning the switch there, there we go. Well, it's good to see that the, the feed's coming through. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see some names on there that we don't normally. So good morning to Caro. Good morning to Angelique. Oh, um, yeah. Great to see you with us, Steve Whittle, um, oh, Jonas, yes. Mateus. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to having Amazing. a bit of interaction in the comments um, about your goals and how you feel about achieving them. So, yeah, don't make me feel lonely. Please talk to <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, great to see Caro. Brilliant. So fantastic. Our Facebook user. So that's good. Righty ho. Right. I'm sure we've got more on Facebook. Uh, so we have, we have one answer, Steve Prestige. Well, Stuart, indeed. Sorry, I can't read this morning. Um, so uh, he does have goals. They excite me, even though it's hard getting there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Lisa Butler, they excite me. But then I look at them and I think, who am I to think I could do that? Um, yeah, who am I? That's really interesting because yeah. that's part of the whole authenticity piece. Who am I to get to do that? That's really thanks, Lisa. Yeah. And good morning, by the way, yeah. Lisa. And uh, Kieran, love this. Hello, Kieran. Love a B H A G. Go big or <laughs> go big or go home. I love that. That's brilliant. Oh, that's good, isn't it? I like that too. Oh, yeah, oh, great. Excellent. So, um, so, so yeah. on the topic today. What's your view? On the topic today, what, I'll bear on... Um, yes, on, on the hairy, on, on, No, no, sorry. no, on, on what Andrew's going to be talking about. Authenticity. Yeah. yeah. For me, obviously, living with Andrew, it's something <laughs> that is just part of everyday life for us. So it's really interesting to hear him talk about it because I guess for us, it's just normal. Um, so... Yeah, it'd be good to hear how Andrew actually articulates it. And I might even learn something that <laughs> <laughs> I've tuned out to along the way. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, wow. there's positive thinking. Yeah. You've got to be honest, haven't you? You, you, you know, when something is very, very familiar, you yeah. perhaps miss it sometimes. So I think it is really good to go over stuff and go, oh, yeah, actually, I'd forgotten about that bit. Or actually, yeah. that's a really good point. So, yeah, I'll be listening properly today. <laughs> I'm listening properly oh, I love that oh great okay well, we're, we're being authentic Andrew so that means please share your big hairy audacious goals with us well yeah, yeah let's have a let's have a chat about that okay so let's start there yeah so it's interesting there's a big hairy audacious goal so I mean I set up in May 21 which was just talked about earlier actually I set up Leaders Live that was that was a hack for sure and, you know, as um, as one of our uh, guests this morning, I think it might have been Angelique said, you know, tenacity, absolutely, because we've run that every week now consistently, apart from Easter holidays or Christmas holidays and the odd summer holiday here and there. But, you know, essentially we've run that now for 96 shows. So we're coming up to the 100 very shortly, as Matthias has said. Um, and, you know, scaling that up is still you know, a BHAG of mine and turning into a viable sort of business model proposition as it grows and it transforms, as it matures, you know, and we develop the strategy and understand <laughs> how to do that because we're, we're still working that out right now because this is work in progress. You know, this is, um, you know, a live event that we're growing and, um, yeah, we've got plans, but some of it is kind of, you know, it emerges as we're going along. So, um you know, and, and we kind of understand it by looking backwards. Sometimes that's the only way of really understanding something F for me is to kind of look backwards and see, well, where have I come to know where am I going next? Um, so watch this space, folks. So we're, we're still growing that. And that's still a big, you know, a big audacious goal for us as leaders live, how to get that into a, you know, a viable business model proposition. And that's it, though, Andrew, isn't it? Um, isn't that part of being our authentic selves by just we learn as we go through this and we take the time out to reflect and think about what what's been fed back to us. Yeah. 
absolutely and and that's part of the process so rather than belligerently going for that big you know audacious goal I get that and I get the reason why we have to do that but sometimes you know what are we pursuing and are we actually leaning our ladder on the right wall is the question that I have often when we goal set and it might surprise um, a lot of you today that you know uh, and it surprises me whenever I say this is that I want to go beyond um, you know um, BHAGs um, because there's something more that we can explore here something bigger something more ambitious than just goal setting and you think that goal setting is ambitious well actually there's there's a lot more for us as well um yeah so so that's that's quite interesting really and i think you know that's that's part of my approach that you know actually am i really that convinced about bhags and do i follow them all the time absolutely not really and that's quite a challenge and why is that we'll come on to that shortly but you know i'm not i think bhags can aren't always the be all and end all you know there's something more that we can explore here yeah you said that you said that to me when we were doing a little bit of prep for this and i thought Mm. Well, what do you mean? You know, are you talking about bigger goals? Um, or is there something else going on here? And yeah. I, I think when you're talking about this, you want to take us beyond those BHAGs because sometimes they can actually constrain us, which okay. is your perspective. Yeah. So, you know, goals often lend themselves to, I'm going to be a bit, a bit out there today, and some people might bulk at this but you know i think that goals often can lend themselves to more obvious and you know overt sort of i'm putting this in inverted commas you know transactional you know material achievements and outcomes you know our minds and our ego particularly our logical minds our rational minds and our ego tends to take over in the goal setting process um you know and and really goals are about what's what's known and what has been experienced by our consciousness if you like and the challenge here is is that you know what is our it's not always the rational and logic um solutions that are the best in the end you know it's just you know quite often our our goals are you know they're just more obvious and they fit into usual norms if things like you know for example what do i mean by that well things like you know i want to get to my first million you know i hear that a lot and there's nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with that or i want to get to the next stage in my business you know 5 million 10 million 15 million whatever you know or i want to sell out at, you know um in 5 years for you know xyz figure for example nothing wrong with any of those i want a six figure salary next year those kind of things they great you know nice house retire at 55 as I said, nothing wrong with those at all. And yet, on the other hand, there is something more. And this is where setting intentions, I believe, are subtly different. They're still action-based, um, in, but they are much, much more subtle. And they kind of evolve from a deeper level of ourselves and who we are. And they're about letting things unfold to allow... The intention to come to you as you move to it rather than forcing. I quite often think that goals are like yanking it out of out of thin air. You know, we're going to yank this goal into the material reality. We're going to make it work no matter what. And yet, you know, are we leaning that ladder against the wrong wall when we do that? You know, and are we just pursuing something because our ego likes it? Um, so these things are a lot deeper. They're much more intuitive. They're about connecting to deeper things and a deeper consciousness, perhaps. That makes them harder to describe because they're, they're softer here. They're softer here. Can you hear a funny noise on the line? I can't. No. You can't. Okay. Well, I we'll can. Just, we might just live with it and then just see. We might just dial in again in a minute. But let's just wait and see. Um, yeah. So, so that's a little bit, Rebecca. Well, we're going to be getting into how mm. do we how do we get into that? Yeah. And um, how do we tap into this mm. kind of consciousness? Rather than, oh, I, it's such a great way when you say we yank these big goals out of thin air and we drive on to achieve them. And now you're saying there's something more here that we could be yeah. tapping into. So I'm really looking forward to hearing about this. So, yeah, and I think to describe that a bit further for you, Rebecca, you know, I, I think it's if we just take the way our brains work, you know, we actually do create two different realities with our brain. We've got a left brain and a right brain, and both of those work to create two very different realities. And I think, you know, this is where it becomes, you know, how do we how do we understand this process of reality building? And I think we start there is actually quite interesting. 
you know, because first, you know, in very simple terms, we have a left brain reality of what is already known, what's possible, you know, what's possible in the material world we live in, the physical world that we live in and what we can experience. And this is the domain of our rational, of our logical conscious minds. And it can it's, it's completely addicted to it. our minds and our our whole selves are completely addicted to this kind of reality. And so we don't recognize the possibility that, you know, what has not been experienced or, you know, uh, uh, or has understood been understood as potential knowledge or information that there's more to things that can be uncovered and discovered along the way. And, uh, you know, I think our minds are hooked on what is already possible and what's in physical reality. You know, and we look at that to set our goals. What can be materialized as possibility that is that's the domain of goal setting. Right. You know, and we just materialize that we make it possible for ourselves. But it's always based on what is known and what already exists in the world around us. Right. But the second reality, you know, this is quite interesting, and this is where the kind of right brain, if I could just use those very crude terms, it's a bit, it's much more complicated than that, as we know. But, you know, if we just use those two terms for now to describe this process, you know, our right brain reality, now that's based on something very different, Rebecca. That's based on the unknown. That's about unfolding things by allowing our unconscious and our subconscious minds to really hook in, because they're hooked onto that realm. You know, the right brain isn't hooked onto to, onto the material world. It's hooked onto kind of you know this this bigger sort of undiscovered world. This you know you could almost say it's a material world. The domain of intentions, I call it. You know, it's the information field. You might hear it being called it information field mm. we're going to be exploring that then andrew because this is mm. fascinating to me i'd love to hear how our audience are are reacting to this and feeling about this um sarah do we have any questions on the on the bhag or any feedback mm. questions um, on we've got various um people who have shared their bhags um jonas mateus great to hear what they are um kieran what was interesting is Andrew's BHAG has unlocked his next project, which is fascinating. Ooh. Yeah. Very oh, interesting. I'd like to hear more Ooh. about that. Yeah. yeah. Nice comments from Andrew Rice. We've not seen you before, Andrew. So welcome. Julie McCracken. Um, here we go. So Ricky Harris, really interesting topic. And Joe Cooper. So, um, yeah, let's... Hello, let's explore a bit more yeah, yeah i like julie's comment thinking beyond um outside the box yeah that's where we're heading julie absolutely yeah. you know <laughs> it's the universe clapping at you yeah you know um absolutely and ricky harris as well so great to see her yeah fantastic yeah anything else sarah no that's about it so let's uh, move on brilliant okie dokie so let's Let's ask for feedback so far on this topic and just get thumbs up if we're finding this really <laughs> interesting and engaging and ooh, perhaps something a little bit new. We'd love to love to take a check of where you are with this. And this is if this is news to you, let us, let us know. But should we take a look at the poll questions, Andrew, and see what you had two poll questions going last week? I did. Here they go. So there's one yeah. on top of the other here, Rebecca. Okay, so being open and honest, what's the biggest obstacle to being your very best version of you at work? Mm. And we had this balancing um, work life was, was that 44%, 43 yeah, 44%, 43%, 43% there. Yeah. And then on the second poll, what activity do you find most helpful in accessing your best version of yourself? So. So what do you think about those, Andrew? What, did, what was your take on the feedback from those? Yeah, I, I think polls are always interesting to get a view because whilst this is hugely subjective, you know, this is just subjective data, but when you add it up with the amount of people that we had on this poll, and we had two really successful polls here, they these two polls, they flew. So it just shows this is an interesting topic. Um, you know, it starts to get a bit more objective when you start to get you know, lots of views together and to create some sort of statistical you know, backdrop like this is quite interesting. When I look at the first poll, you know, you could say, well, you know, everyone's plumb for work, uh, balancing work and life. Yes. However, if you look at the other side, which is the belief in yourself, think you're not good enough, the fear of rejection, if you add all that lot up, that gets to about, what, 56 percent, 57 percent, something yeah. along those yeah. lines. Um, you know, so it just goes to show that, you know, these are factors as well in obstacles that get in our way. And for sure, you know, balancing work and life, 
it often gets in the way as well. But it's interesting, there's a whole set of things about who we are here coming on. And then if you look at the other one, um, you know, what have we got there? We've got uh, the physical exercise one. You know, yes, I, I kind of get that. And then if you look at the mindfulness and the meditation, creative interest, meaningful connections, you add all those lot up together and you get, what, 54% of people were looking at those kind of things versus physical exercise. Yeah. And uh, I just think that's really interesting, actually. You know, this whole thing about balance is is really important. But balance goes beyond just balancing work and life and physical and mental. You know, there's there's more to it. It's a very subtle thing here. But I think this is what these two tease out here. That you know, balance is vital to be able to be calm enough, for example, to set intentions. Um, because you can't set them if you're all you know keyed up inside. You need to be very relaxed to be able to allow an intention to to form itself. Because it's an intuitive process, not like setting a goal where you yank things into reality and you you squeeze the goal out of something and you force it through into reality. Um, intentions are very different, <clears throat> and they require a different part of you to to access these. And these are some of the ways to do it. For me, it's about meditation and actually meaningful connections, speaking to other people that can help me along my journey. You know, the eye to the power of we thing is massively important here. Likewise is, you know, you have to have a belief in yourself that you think you are good enough, because if you think you're not good enough, you ain't going to achieve your intentions. And neither your BHAGs, actually, at the same time. Fear of failure and rejection. These are normal things, but these are part of the process that you need to get over when you're when you're setting intentions, because you need to be quietly confident inside, not overconfident, but quietly confident to just choose the fact that this is going to happen, not will it happen or it might happen. I hope it happens. Hope's not a great strategy. This is just choosing it to be and then allowing it to form itself and you meet it along the way as you're going. That's what an intention is all about. I love that phrase that hope's not a good strategy. Because <laughs> I have a phrase that says hope is for the hopeless. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> and yeah. you've got to think about that, I think, one before you, well, I had to think about it first um, before <laughs> it made sense to me, you know, because we use this phrase, I hope, and that we can go beyond hope. And this is what we're going to be kind of having a chat about. Yeah, yeah. So can it we does. Are you ready for the next question, Andrew? Am, or yeah. any questions from the audience? Because, yeah. come on, let's hear your your thoughts on this and we'd love your questions for Andrew I mean I'm in the seat today asking the questions but love to have your participate participation and you can help me along the way <laughs> yes audience <laughs> come on don't be shy brilliant asking the questions okay, so okay. Andrew let's go into question three mm. so what does it mean for us to expand our authentic power and coupled with that, mm. you didn't just get away with one question oh, here. We're combining two in, th two in this question. And how do we begin to access it? Because we, we live in this chaotic, busy, challenging world. And you've just said we've got to kind of tap into the other brain, which needs to be a little bit more relaxed and we can't be sort of hectic and busy. So how do we make this happen? And what are the benefits? Okay. So about four questions in one, I think. Oh, four questions. Well, let's start with a <laughs> let's start with a quick story because Kieran's on and Kieran's a master storyteller. Oh, so yes. let's see if I can yeah. compete with um, with with uh, Kieran a little bit here. So, have you heard? Of, you might not never have heard of the story of the monkey and the organ grinder. If I just want to paint this picture, if you like, this is this is old times, you know, Victorian times, and maybe before that, where you know you can picture a monkey sitting on a kind of an organ grinder is one of these. It's it's a kind of musical instrument. It looks a bit like a piano, but it has a great big handle on the side, and you wind the handle, and that creates a tune. And the monkey who sits on the top, who stands on the top of the organ grinder dances to the tune if you can imagine that for a moment so i just want you to imagine that in your mind so the monkey and the organ grinder. now the interesting thing is that the monkey because his reality is very is very limited the monkey believes that it is him that is doing everything in in the show so if you imagine that you know this this organ grinder pitches up it's on wheels and the organ grinder comes along and positions it in the town center and plays the organ grinder during the day and people come to listen because they've never seen anything like this before and the monkey dances to the tune and people adore the monkey and you know because of this then the 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 pair, the monkey and the organ grinder, you know, they get a handout, you know, the money in the hat type of thing. And that's how they earn their money, right? If you can imagine that. And so the monkey believes that because he's the one dancing in the show, 
and you know he's dressed really cutely he's got um you know um i can't remember what those hats are called is it a fez hat um you know one of those little hats on and a, and a little a little um waistcoat Waist and baggy trousers and he, you know, if you can imagine that and he's dancing to the scene right he's dancing to the music and the audience love him so in his mind he thinks he's the show right everything is down to him he is the be all and end all but what the monkey forgets is that he's standing on top of an organ grinder which has been designed and built by the by by the organ grinder by the man that's that's in you know, turning the handle so he's designed and built the the organ grinder and, and he's created the tune and he's created all the all the um the the ability for the the organ grinder to make that that sound and to play the tune and he's the one that pushes it from village to village and you know he's the one that collects the money and and makes sure that they can live and you know eat and all the rest of it but the monkey conveniently forgets that so it is with our conscious and unconscious minds we think that we are the master of our destinies but in fact there's a lot more going on you know our conscious mind our left brain if you like you know that's a great servant but should never ever be the master this is coming down to einstein now you know einstein would say that you know our unconscious mind is the master and our uh, sorry our unconscious subconscious mind is the master and our consciousness is just our ego a bit like the monkey on the organ grinder so that's a kind of story to kind of just help us to understand that that what we're accessing here is something more than just the the monkey dancing and you know play just dancing to the tune and responding this is something much deeper here and a great way of describing this as a second metaphor here is, and I love The Matrix, you know, for those people that have never seen The Matrix film, go and see it. This whole analogy can just be described really easily as, you know, um, red pill, blue pill. Okay, well, so the blue pill is a bit like the monkey dancing and the red pill is the infinite possibilities if only we allow ourselves to hook into it. So the... Well, if you take the blue pill, then you wake up in your bed every day. It's Groundhog Day every day. Things are just the same. They don't change that much. Um, you know, and you get the reality that you know, is, is driven by fate. Or you can take the red pill and you see how far the rabbit hole goes. And that's where you open up all the possibilities. Where you, This is the exciting bit. This is where we, we don't know the answers, but they're out there. They're out there to be grabbed and we can grab them out of the information field. You know, And the information field is this infinite sea of possibility around us that we can all access. Every one of us, every man, woman and child has the ability to access out of the information field. You know, whether we call it spiritual, whether we call it God, whether we call it the universe, there's lots of different names for it. Um, you know, I like the information field because everything that's possible is actually there for the taking. All we've got to do is relax enough and allow it to happen. So the key here, Andrew, I mean, the, the, the monkey in the organ grinder, that story just really explains it beautifully, I think, and really, you know, sets the scene for this. But my question for you, Andrew, is mm. how, how do we access this information field? How do we make this our reality? How do we tap into this? Okay. So there's there's lots of layers to this, and th there are there are a few hows, and we'll come on to the hows we do that. But before we get to the hows, let's just explain a little bit more about what's going on here, and let's put it into a business context for a moment. So I developed this diagram some time ago. I really like this. So we've all heard of comfort, stretch, and panic, right? You know, as, as zones that human beings can go into. So I've just transformed this a little bit, and just to think about this in the context of red pill, blue pill, which is the blue end, the left end, and the red end, you know, the right end here. Um, and interesting, that's left brain, right brain as well, right? So there's lots going on here. Where the blue zone is a bit like our acquired self. It, it's our conditioning. It's the bit that we've got used to. It's the known world. It's the same old thing, blue pill thinking. And if we have blue pill thinking, we tend to find comfort in just being in the comfort zone. You know, And it's nice and comfortable. That's why it's called the comfort zone, right? And yet, you know, in the comfort zone, we can get stuck here. Um, because actually it's a bit like survival mode you know nothing changes here um you know we we if we spend too long in the comfort zone we can become quite over comfortable it's a bit like a frog in warm water you know and we keep heating the water up the, the, you know, and the frog doesn't doesn't jump out because it's just enjoying it until it boils to death you know is the theory here i don't know whether that's true i've never tried it but we, we've all heard of that experiment very much like this if we get stuck in our comfort zone you know we just 
We just live every day. It's the mediocrity of meh, I call it. And it leads to mediocre business. You know, lead- mediocre leadership, mediocre business, okay, where the need for safety and control overrides everything else. Our freedom and our joy just get left behind. And what keeps us there is this next zone, which is the fear zone. You know, and this is where the pole came in, you know, when we look at negative and you know, pessimistic views of ourselves, that we don't believe in ourselves or we're not good enough or... Um, other people are always better than us or, you know, I don't deserve happiness. You know, so th- this is a much more sort of pessimistic view of the world, a, a limiting belief of the world and yourself, um, maybe defensive. Maybe we find excuses here because, you know, we're not acknowledging the fact that we fear and it's a, it's a human reaction to fear. But there's something beyond fear, you know, and in business, what this translates to is you know, business is driven by cost, by discount focuses, competition worries, you know, and affected by events. And so, you know, if we're running our leadership um, principles on these on these sort of factors, then we end up in the fear zone and comfort zone and we get a mediocre business. Right. And yet and yet if we just push through a little bit and we dare to explore the human side of things and dare to explore the the intuitive nature of the people that you're working with you know we can aspire to growth and change we can if we collaborate if only we were to collaborate properly and learn how to collaborate with each other would magic happen you know if we built trust with one another in our workplaces and you know we had a you know a relationship that was just deeper than just a transactional work relationship would magic happen if we harness conflict and got over that and got good at uh, really understanding what's going on in people's minds so it's not really conflict there's just difference of opinion and we can get to the bottom of that and make something bigger if only we stick at it you know and improve our business processes um, you know, if we adapt to setbacks if we envision the future more if we become more resilient more take more risks then we start to grow our businesses right now this is all about accessing more of our developing our authenticity our authentic selves if we start to to develop who we are as people because it doesn't come default our default reactions are comfort and fear that's what our default uh, and yet we can develop beyond that we need to be taught to do this so if we spend time developing we can then even get to our superpower zones where we break through momentum where we seek new purposes where we we develop purposefully driven businesses that make a difference in the world that you know are courageous to you know face the unknown take the risks and to sustain earnings um but also give back to society you know and where we can all experience joy freedom and love in the work that we do not just pitch up for work to do it to get you know the beer tokens or the mortgage tokens that's when we produce game changer businesses so if we change our attitude we can change our businesses essentially is what this says so would you say, Andrew, it would be a good idea to kind of plot ourselves where we think we might be in this Ooh, graphic? Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's that's a great idea. And sometimes we might find ourselves in comfort zone. Sometimes we might find ourselves in the fear zone. But, you know, wouldn't it be good if we aspire to that inspiration zone? And maybe even some, some of us are in the superpower zone. So that's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see if we can get the audience to respond to this. Yeah. Have a look at this and just think where where you think you might be, which of these zones are you in? And if somebody's in the super superpower zone, we'd love to know how, how did you get there? And what does that look like for you and if you're in that, that zone? Like? Yeah. 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 So that'd be, that would be great to hear. So Mrs. Moderator, how, how are we get, getting any comments, any feedback, any questions for Andrew? We don't um, want to let him do off lightly, don't forget. We want to really delve in and get his expertise. I think people are bi- people are busy listening that they're forgetting to comment. <laughs> Come on, folks. <laughs> um, so one LinkedIn user, which normally when that comes up, it's Kieran, but I'm not sure because it's not really catching up with me. The feed um, really um, loves the slide um, for many CEO business leaders: how to create game changer businesses, um, almost for the inspiration of superpower zone to become the new comfort zone. Absolutely, absolutely, um, yeah. Lisa Butler, she's on the cusp between fear and inspiration. No, yeah, no, I understand yeah. that. I understand that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. often, depending on our circumstances, you know, we, we're never just in one place. You know, at any one time, you know, yeah. we, we we move about, right? And depending on circumstances, is that we are naturally built to you know avoid fear. 
but I'm looking at the generalization overall, you know, when things are going well, can we can we move beyond that? Yeah. 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 Lovely. Yeah, Matthias, um says if we change our attitude, we'll change our business. That's brilliant. I mean, That's they the do point. say if you don't do anything different, nothing will change. So if you are going through tough times, it's no good just doing more of the same. You have to kind of go, need to do something a bit different here. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, Joe Cooper is pushing out of comfort zone and into fear. So good on you, Joe. Good on you. Feel the fear and do it anyway. There's a book in there somewhere. There's a book there? in there somewhere. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Jonas. Uh, somewhere between inspiration and superpower. Oh, That's well fantastic nice. to hear. Nice. Um, there was a comment earlier on by Steve Whittle, if I can find that. Uh, yeah, the, the phrase is, uh, speak to, I want to speak to the organ grinder, not the monkey. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Exactly. Well said, Steve. Yeah, yeah. It's always great when Steve pitches up, isn't it? He comes up with some little <laughs> wisdom, doesn't he? Brilliant. Fantastic. Great stuff. Great stuff, Steve. Yeah, so this is really interesting things, isn't it? You know, what we're uncovering here is that, you know, we want to aspire to those two zones. How do we get there? Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing here, isn't it, Rebecca? So how do we? How do we mm. get there? Have you got an example you could share with us that would help us access yeah. our superpower, Andrew? And I, I think just to kind of brighten this up a little bit, and I'm going to use a pun here, apologies, to brighten up a little bit, but this is about shining brightly. You know, let our light shine brightly. Um, you know, because so often we put it under a a bucket or a, you know we put a heavy blanket on top you know so our conditioning the the everyday factors of life just get in the way and we just feel compressed by what's going on outside of us rather than thinking that we you know we buy into the idea Rebecca that we've got no control at all and actually the opposite is completely you know that's not true we have got control we just need to access it and um, I just wanted to take this a little bit further so how do how do we do that and um, what I want to do is just bring up another slide that just gives us a model to work on here. Let me just bring it up. As you're, as you're putting that up, Andrew, I think that analogy of kind of sometimes this blanket comes over mm. us and it can almost put out our flame. Absolutely. Or our light because things hit us, don't they? You know, we have issues and challenges and distractions. And this I is think. the choice we have to make all the time. You know, are we taking the red pill or have we just taken the blue pill? And are we taking a whole a whole batch of blue pills? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, carry on, Rebecca. You were you were the examples. That, yeah. Perhaps an example that you can um, share with us. That would be fine. That would be great. Bring it up for a moment, right? So let me just sort of create a model on family life for a moment as a foil for us then to, to build on top of. Okay. So we can all relate to family life. And this is about healthy growing up, you know, relationship development in every sort of, you know, in our growing up, you know, and whether that's as a guard, you know, you've had guardians or, or a parental background, whatever, it doesn't really matter. You know, essentially this model is something we all follow. So when we're young, we're very dependent on our parents or our guardians. When we get to our teenagers, we get through, we, we enter into the conflict zone. And, you know, there's a point when we reach beyond our sort of, you know, mid-teens into our late teens, early 20s, where we want to stand on our own two feet. It's called independence, you know, and where we can almost get to the fact, well, my parents have always been wrong because they've never lived what I've lived through. You know, they didn't live at all. They don't understand. So they become counter, they become counter-dependent to their parents. And we often go through that kind of journey. And then, but there's an interesting point where there's an inflection point where we can turn a corner here. The difference between the left-hand side of this diagram and the right-hand side of this diagram is thing I want to pick up as we're going through this. So, you know, there comes a point where, you know, if we turn that corner with our parents, you know, and our family life and we start to accept it, we can realise that actually our parents are not bad babysitters, actually, if we, when kids come along, for example. You know, and so we end up going back to our parents to cooperate. And then we kind of think, well, no, they're not too bad. And then we can we can then even in our family lives, you know, when we mature even more, we end up finding that potentiality of, of collaboration with our parents, you know, where something magical happens, where we accept the family unit for what it is. And we flip flop between sort of cooperation and collaboration because it's so hard to be at the top of that right hand side for too long. You know, we flip flop between the middle and you know, between cooperation and collaboration. So the left hand is really you know, useful for growing up. And the right hand side of this is really useful for going transformation, you know, going beyond just normal everyday life 
um, but starting to cooperate and collaborate with the family unit. Okay. Now, the interesting thing is if we take that same model and we say, okay, how does that relate to a business? Exactly in the same way. We can have dependent relationships with people which are okay to begin with when you're new to a business. You know, you're very dependent on other people showing you how we do things around here, right? And then we get to conflict and some people don't handle conflict very well and they get stuck here or they might get stuck in, in interdependent where I'm right, you're wrong and I'll just wait for you to catch up, you know, which actually on that left hand side, if we take an adult, that's a fully functional adult at this point. So being able to go from dependence to be able to, com to handle conflict to some degree or other and to stand on our own two feet from time to time. That is the fully functional adult that can walk, talk and chew gum all at the same time. Okay. However, in a business setting and in our adult lives and just in our everyday lives, not just our growing up, but you know, if we, if we turn that inflection point at the end at the bottom of that triangle, I call that the inflection point, and we move over to the right-hand side of that triangle, this is when magic happens. When we learn to cooperate with other people, when we learn to see that other people have got strengths along with us, you know, rather than criticise people or judge them all the time, we learn to work with people and understand that actually by working together, even though we all have flaws, we cover each other's flaws. You know, we learn to cooperate and then even better if we can get to that collaboration stage. So transformation happens to human beings when we turn the corner from functional human being state into this sort of superpower state, if you like, on the right hand side. And what I'm arguing here that, you know, for the short term, you know, actually the left hand side is very productive in the short term. But longer term for human beings, we need to break beyond that to get to our superpowers and we can't do it from the left hand side. We have to do it from the right hand side. And it looks something like this. When we start to talk about authentic power, let's now introduce this into this same model. I hope this is making sense, by the way, Rebecca. It is. I'm really enjoying this. So let's have a thumbs up from the audience if it's making sense to our audience as well. Yeah, please. That'll be really useful. So this is the full expansion of this model. And so the triangle now turns from healthy relationships into expanding into your authentic power. So and now we've got the contrast between the acquired me, the conditioned me to the authentic me, uh, which is I to the power of we. Right. So let me explain what this is going on here. So, you know, one of the key factors is here that we need to move beyond dependent relationships. We need to be able to handle conflict effectively and to see it as a way of developing, not as a way of criticism um, or defensiveness or fear, but to you know feel the conflict and do it anyway type of thing. And where we move beyond just being independent, distant from, from other people, being completely autonomous, where on the right-hand side, we're looking for interdependent relationships, you know, growing through, growing yourself by being with others, rubbing against other people, steel sharp and steel, being with good people exponentially grows your superpowers and allows you to access the authentic me if you're all doing the same thing. Where we can eventually, if we all develop together as a team, we can get to that kind of spiritual potentiality there of you know, a bigger thing that's happening here. Um, so this is you know, the law of doing on the left hand side only gets you so far. That's Newtonian thinking, if you like. It only gets you so far. You know, they're the standard laws of, of reality. However, on the other side here, when we're accessing our authentic me, the law of being and expansiveness and boundlessness comes in here. And this is where setting intentions is possible from this side. So where we move away from our conscious mind of reality driven by fear, by safety protection, by reactive responses, you know, problems, separation, regressive retreat, you know, control is a big issue. Attachment, you know, competency is prized, where really on this left hand side, it's a functional life. One plus one just equals two. That's it. However, on the right hand side of this diagram, this is a much more subconscious thing. This is when we let go of ourselves. And we learn to trust ourselves and other people more and we allow our flaws to just be and to allow our light to shine. That's when we find love, joy and freedom, you know, where it becomes generative and it's creative. This is the creative zone. And we're talking a lot about this in business at the moment. We've only just discovered that creativity is really important for the first time. You know, the whole 20th century, we, we banned creativity, even from our school systems. You know, terrible, really. Now, this is about growth by letting go. You know, it's a mental discipline in itself. And but it is about togetherness. It's about expanding human capacity together. It's a call to adventure where one plus one doesn't equal two. One plus one equals new. 
And this is about the call to an unknown future into being. And magic happens here if only we can let go of our controls. And this is coming back to goals. So, you know, goals are set mostly on the left-hand side here, where intentions are set differently. You know, they're set with the unknown in mind, but knowing that we can draw for something that's bigger than us, where life happens as me, through me, for me, rather than life happens to me, by me. Can we do this on our own, Andrew? Because very much you're talking about doing this with others. So, I mean, if you're, say, a solopreneur or yeah. you know, working on your own, can you tap into this yourself or do you do it best when with others? Right. OK, so here's the thing, isn't it? So, you know, one of the things that I've found really important when we're developing ourselves you know and with this model in mind absolutely you know, so what are some of the keys here well one of the, you know, some of the keys is yes it's a it's a development journey for ourselves but how do we do that well reading deeply reading you know and spending time reading stuff is massively important here you know where you know things like the seven habits of highly effective people um you know um reading things like you know that develop us that push us that make us grow beyond the person we are being with other people that are a step ahead of us but are willing to take us on their journey to you know be under their wing if you like like an apprenticeship scheme you know if we if we're young but you know also having mentors around you wise people who can sit on your board if you're an entrepreneur don't just do it alone yeah set up a board you know um one of my friends kathy heath i sit on her board and she sits on my board you know where we help each other and that's massively important, having the help of other people that are a step ahead of you or with you and understand you. Um, you know, things like my book, You Are More Than You Think, is you know, that was that was a, that was a stab at trying to get here with this and some tools on how to do that. Books like this are really important. I'm not saying my book is the entire answer here, but I've spent you know, um, something like nine hundred thousand, ninety three thousand words on trying to understand this whole thing and unpack it. So, you know, that's these things are important. You can't do it alone necessarily. You know, you can do it on your own by reading and by, you know, understanding this and by by little by little, nudge by nudge, stretch by stretch. Yes, you can get there. And you can get to this superpower zone that I talked about. Where is it? This one here. Yes, you can. You can do it on your own, but it takes time. If you want to accelerate this, then work with somebody. You know, work with somebody that can help you. And that's really what I do when I'm working with people is to help them to get here. And, you know, what are the kind of things that I would do to help someone? Well, you know, th you asked about, well, how do we get to this superpower zone? How do we get to that right-hand side of that triangle that I just talked about? So, you know, you have to kind of learn to resist the strong pull of rational logic of our conscious minds. You know, we are so logically driven. Our whole school system has said everything is cause and effect. And, and it is. But there's also something more at play here and you need to access that rather than just the conventional, logical, left-brain thinking that we're so conditioned to. And it's also freeing yourself from the puppet strings of human conditioning you know, and the external controls that people allow themselves to be controlled by others. You know, and you know, that's just normal decision-making. This stuff's hard to do, by the way. You know, I'm not saying this is easy, but these are some of the, th the clues along the way, the breadcrumbs along the way. You know, then you give yourself to comply to the flow. I talked about this information field. Well, to enter into the information field, the, you know, all that is, all that's possible. Every one of us can enter here, but we have to, we have to enter into the water and flow with it, not resist it. You know, and our conscious minds tend to resist it. Um, and this means, you know, adopting a kind of mindfulness, a centered, a balanced approach back to the pole again. You know, we don't have to project any inflated self or outer importance here. And this is the trouble with BHAGs. You know, they become so important to us that they create an energy field that gets in the way in some ways because they become the thing that we focus on so much. And yet letting go be calm and harmonious with the world allows you to enter into the alternatives flow of the information field. And the alternatives flow where everything flows. Everything can be grasped at. Every goal that you want is there. But rather than grabbing it and yank it into reality, we can find it through our intentions. And it's worked out, you know, this just works out not by you and not by your overactive mind, but it works out because you've set the intention in the information field and your subconscious accesses it on your behalf. And it fulfills the intention that you want because it's benevolent. You know, there's a you call it the God that's out there or the spiritual sense of the world or the, the universe acts on our behalf. Yes, it does. All of those things are true. It depends how you want to describe it. 
you know, we, but we have to be wide awake to expect and to notice the very subtle signs and the intuitive difference. Those deja vu moments, for example, the subtle winds of change that happen, you know, when we sail towards that sector of reality that we're looking for, you know, it, it, and, and it will present itself and you meet it along the road as it's coming to you. You meet it along the road. But the point is you can't grab it and yank it into reality. It's a gentle thing. It's an objective. New, you have to be the objective, neutral observer of yourself here. That's hard to do. So having a guide to help you to do this is really important. You know, and also guarding against the nudge back to rational thinking. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's staying on that path. That's the hardest bit, actually, because our, our logical minds say this ain't working. And so, you know, it's a bit like a plant that's growing through, um, you know, from from a seed to to a plant It's in the seed form. We can't see it, you know, and that's the intention. We've planted the seed as the intention deep in the ground and we're watering it and we are, you know, waiting for it to 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 um, to germinate. But there's a the, our conscious mind. So well, we can't see anything. So therefore it's not happening. So and then the universe just takes it away. You know, the, the, the spiritual sense of the information field just takes it away. So well, you don't want it because clearly your mind is going against it. So therefore, I can't give it to you. Your wish is my command and the plant never grows. This is this subtlety. You have to stay with it. And you know that's where, you know, you need a guide to help you. I can definitely see how you would need a guide to help you with this, Andrew, because when you I'm owning this myself. It's so easy to be busy in the doing and having those big goals and you strive for those and how you might just ignore this, tapping into this intuitive information field. But logically, I know about this, but actually getting into it might be where you need that support and help to get you there. That, totally and and that's it to get you onto that right hand side you know, it's a journey that you need to go with and learn how to do it because yeah. we all fall over on this journey because our minds are so powerful that we always end up back on the left hand side again you know so it's always that constant nudging back into the right place to do this okay i'm conscious that we've got some more questions to to go through andrew but maybe mrs moderator do we have any any questions for andrew any any comments um just conscious that we are a bit squeezed for time now yeah. so we might have to have a, a round two at some point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once andrew gets talking it's like oh, it, yeah. it's hard being on the other side isn't it oh, um kieran remarks that um the prime minister has a cabinet um it's always good to think who's in your cabinet totally and i think there's very much um a thing to say you know surround yourself with people who are good for you you know, sometimes you have to stop and think, is this relationship toxic or is it good for me? Is it helping me grow or is it bringing me down? Yeah, um, yeah Joe Cooper says, Defo go for round two. <laughs> Defo go for round two. There we go. Good old Joe. That's brilliant. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel we've only scratched the surface, Andrew, of your knowledge yeah. and depth of knowledge and experience here, to be honest. So um, we could do a much deeper dive into it. Now, I'd just like to share sort of how our conversations have developed because I have been in this place of so many things happening. My dad's been in the hospital for eight weeks oh, yeah. and I just felt I wasn't doing anything particularly well. And I had this conversation with you and you really helped me to just kind of step back and be realistic and tap into some of the stuff that we've been talking about today. And that helped me massively, but you do so much more than that. So perhaps, could you chat to us about how you help teams and individuals with this? Okay, no problem. So um, I'll just bring up. Um, so this is um, this is part of my website here about um, my executive coaching thing here, and I think really this is this is a this is a kind of call to to anybody. You know, if you are the type of person that believes you could be so much more you are more than you think remember you know there's one of the the title of one of my books but you are unsure perhaps on how to bring out the very best version of you and how to set those extraordinary intentions that lead to a purposeful life you know if that is you then my calling to you is what if what if just for a moment you dared to break through to transform to expand your authentic power so that your light as we talked about today can shine brightly through that blanket of just worldliness if you like that just gets in the way to make a better place to make a better world where your intentional actions really do make a dent in the universe then if you did that 
what if you did that, then you would truly rise from the status quo and the mediocrity of mere, I recall, I love that phrase, the mediocrity of mere, and expand to your authentic power. And that allows you to do great things. And that's what I offer you is a proven pathway and a process to do just that. And yes, it takes a lot of effort. It does take effort. I'm not denying that at all. There's some effort along the way. But to learn how to do this, that's where the effort is and to stay there. But the results will pay off and you'll thank me later. And I've developed a kind of set of, you know, um, six monthly individual sessions. Um, or if you want to do this as an intact team, I do this quite often with teams as well. Then, you know, a nine month teamwork session based step by step on this kind of approach that and and you know if, if you like the kind of high level steps here as well what you know what does all that lot mean well first of all it's about resolving your personal interferences getting rid of what limits you helping you to understand that discover your inner potential and play to those innate strengths not your weaknesses you know and understand yourself and others and how we all tick and you know, that's a journey that can be done individually or as a as a team of people and learn the soft skills and the emotional in intelligence that underpins this type of journey that you're going on and to understand the art of interdependent working relationships and how to collaborate with others and then how to set intentions to get the best out of that kind of approach okay so these combined as a whole are much greater than the sum of their individual parts and uh, you know they help you as individuals or as a team to exponentially increase your business and career success so that's that's kind of you know um my thing if you like so in terms of next steps you know you can refer to my website which is here this is my website and the links will be in the feed here and there's the, some information here. There's much more information here that you can find and you know what people are saying and testimonies and stuff but you know the easiest thing is just simply give me a call and we can specify we can sort of specifically design a program and a framework that's tailored around you and what what's happening for you because this isn't just a one-size-fits-all it has to fit into you know each individual or you know into the into a team if i'm working with a team so i highly recommend people having a chat with you andrew because what you're going to help us to achieve is step into our superpower and who doesn't want that who doesn't want that okay why wouldn't you want to do that <laughs> why you not want to do that so get in touch with andrew you're regularly on linkedin and have a conversation with andrew about how do you step into your superpower how do you make that happen that's going to be a brilliant conversation. Thank you. And this is just my website. I'm going through it's just my normal conventional website. You know, that the other one was just a page of my website. And um, there's access to um, my books here. I'm just trying to get to them here. So the Which I've read. Yeah. I've oh, read thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you I highly recommend it. If you want to learn more about tapping into your superpower, get, read the book, read have the a book. conversation with Andrew. Yeah, thank you. Before we wrap up, Andrew, what exciting things do you have? What else do you have planned for the year ahead? Yeah, so there's there's quite a bit going on for me, and um, you know, I'm looking at doing some webinars very shortly um, on high performance teamwork, which actually includes all of this kind of stuff that I'm talking about as well, um, because this is so important, so vital for for teams to really understand. So I'm looking at some free webinars that sort of take leaders live a little bit further, a lot deeper into the subject of high performance. So look out for those that are coming in June, folks. Fantastic. Mm. What have I missed, Andrew? What have I missed? Well, I think we need to switch back. But just before we do that, this is Rebecca's call to um, this is Rebecca's um, six step strategy in winning large client accounts. So if you've in, you know, Rebecca is just an amazing person. I just want to give back to Rebecca and say, look, you know, this is one of uh, her masterclass programs here. So if you want to check this out, then the links will be in the feed as well. So I just wanted to shout you out as well, Rebecca. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Um, it's tomorrow. It's free. It's twelve thirty BST. There you go. There you go. And um, this is this is us as Rebecca interviewing. I'm going to switch back now so that. Um, um, oh, oh and now I'm the host. <laughs> you can relax for a minute, Rebecca. So yeah. So there we go. So we're we're now coming to an end of the show, and uh, I just want to say thank you very much for bearing with us in this 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 sort of longer session, if you like. But. Um, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed um, talking to you about this, and I hope you found it to be an extraordinary conversation. And uh, thank you so much, Rebecca, for your awesome skills and fantastic job in hosting that, as Matthias has said um, in the feed right now. Oh, thank so, you. So yeah, and and so um, yeah. Uh, before I get on to what's next week, um, very quickly, just um, the show reel for our ghost, our sponsors, our fantastic sponsors coming up now. It's only a couple of seconds, so there we go.
So there we go. So yeah, all this is possible because we're sponsored by Ghost um, and Ghost are a brand and design agency with an exceptional team of highly skilled and vibrant people that help you to develop and shape brands to inspire businesses just like yours. Just like what we've been doing this morning. And the goose for next week, folks, if I can just bring it, where's the banner gone? There it is there. The goose for next week is uh, Tuesday, the 9th of May, UK time at 8.45. We're back to me hosting. (laughs) And our Mm -hmm. hangout guest is going to be a LinkedIn expert, Tilly Davis, CEO of Marketing CX. Um, She helps us a lot in the background here. And uh, she's been a hangout guest a few times now, a bit like Rebecca, actually. And uh, our theme is LinkedIn magic, how to turn your leads into gold. Ooh, so there we go. So that's a... And, uh, oh, and maybe even a wow. So, so, a, <laughs> so a lot has changed in LinkedIn recently, and it continues to do so. And Tilly's latest take on the world of LinkedIn, love it or hate it, folks. And, you know, I love to hate it, but I, I hate to love it as well. And, you know, it's what we've got. It's the best business networking tool there is out there folks despite all of its love it or hate it marmite things so uh, we think you're going to love it we can't wait so be there or be square and we're going to close out to our banner now i'm sorry we're slightly late um but thank you very much for listening and it's been great to hang out with you today. here's our closing so yeah thanks for being with us we're going to wave goodbye to you now thanks for being part of that extraordinary community i'm giving this the vibe that it needs and uh, please subscribe to the show folks and please invite all your business friends um, about Leaders Live too, and get them to come along and the podcast will be available shortly thank you very much cheers for now that's a wrap 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 folks thank you very much sorry we're late cheers for now bye bye